In any large kind of global brand or a luxury brand, you know, find things that resonate with you. Find things that you understand that you can really deep dive and tell your own perspective of that story. Welcome to the Kelly Linda Podcast. I'm your host, business mentor, personal brand strategist, and style expert on a personal mission to inspire a minimum of five people a day to take action, do something different, and just show up as the best person that they aspire to be. I'm loving all your messages that come in every week when I've posted a new interview with a guest we've had, that you've said you've been inspired by something that they've said. Keep it coming. It really makes my day and it makes the guest day knowing that they've had an impact on what you're doing in life and business. Thank you in advance for being one of my five a day. If you haven't already, drop a review on Apple Podcasts. Tell me which episode that you've loved and why and come and say hi on Instagram if you haven't already. I would love to meet you. Today's guest is Josie Marriott. Now she's the McAllen Brand Education Manager for the Middle East, Africa and India. And this was a slightly different podcast because I think all of the podcasts to date have been people that have owned their own businesses, had their own personal brands. But what I really liked in all the interactions that I've had with Josie is that even within an organization, she demonstrates amazing personal brand skills. Uh, she's got a great strategy, which we talk about in this podcast today. And for those that are maybe like not quite sure what the McAllen is, it's whiskey, a luxury whiskey uh, brand. Now, Jodie was born in Scotland and she's actually from Speyside where the McAllen actually has its distillery. And she has over the years sort of worked for this brand, created incredible relationships with influencers, consumers and customers. And we talk about this in the podcast. Um, And you can tell she loves, loves, loves the brand. But she's worked in this sort of male dominated environment, which I was really curious about, you know, how do you stand out and, and how important it is to actually have a personal brand within an organization. So let's stay tuned and hear more. Welcome to the show, Jodie. It's great to have you on. I've been dying to speak to you since we first met like a year ago. It's great to have you. Thank you so much for having me, Kelly. Honestly, I'm so excited to finally speak to you properly. Yeah, because we've met at events and I think that's the hard thing is it's so often at events there's so many people who want to speak to you and, and it's just not always the space to find out more. So maybe I should do a little introduction and then I think going into a little bit about your story why we've got you onto this podcast because I think you've got so much knowledge and I'm very excited to ask you questions because I haven't met anyone that does what you do so I think it's quite interesting you're doing quite a male-dominated industry so I think there's a lot we can learn from there so maybe if I was to start with you're the brand educator for McAllen what about if I pass it over to you and maybe you can I mean I'm thinking everyone should know what McAllen is but maybe people don't actually know so let's start with that and then we'll go into it a little bit. Sure, of course. So uh, my role is brand education manager and I work for a single malt whiskey uh, called the McAllen. So if anybody doesn't know what a single malt whiskey is, and I'll try not to go into my brand presentation while I tell you about it. Uh, Single malt whiskey are basically a brown spirit single malt from Scotland, where you can tell from my accent, we're both from. Um, yes. So I work for this amazing single malt whiskey called the McAllen. 
who are seen as the world's most valuable single malt whiskey in the world. So it's very Ooh. exciting brand to work Why valuable? So valuable in terms of we actually have something that's called a true value. Uh, so one of our Macallan Expressions sold at auction one bottle for $1.8 million. So that's what we see as the world's most valuable single malt whiskey as it's a true value. Wow. So it sold at auction. Um, for that amount and is someone actually going to drink that probably not but hopefully you never know um as long as you enjoy the macallan uh, responsibly as well we are more than happy for you to drink it or save it yeah yeah and and they are it is a, a drink that is um that goes up in value is that right like you keep a hold Very of your bottles yeah, a lot of people really do invest um, behind single malt whiskey and whiskey is actually one of the most kind of collectible items in the world. It's actually ahead of art and property. And what about handbags ahead of that as well? I mean, probably more so, but we all do love our handbags, so that's okay. <laughs> Absolutely. So maybe we just take a step back because you're in an industry that's quite unique, it's quite different. We're in the Middle East, you know, that's where you're, you're based. You've got lots of countries that you look after. So how did you end up in this role from Scotland to Dubai in this brand education for the Macallan? Yeah, so I actually, my background started at the distillery itself. So for anyone that doesn't know what a distillery is, that's where we make the actual, the product, the spirit itself. And I was very young. I won't tell you how old I am now, but I was uh, 19 when I started there and I started off as a tour guide uh, during the summer months as a lot of us do in that area and uh, I remember my first day I fell in love with the process and it really inspired me and I worked at the distillery and I'm very proud to say I worked there for four years and I really saw the growth of the Macallan and a uh, funny story somebody came that was the brand ambassador of Dubai and I was like this sounds amazing what an opportunity like that sounds fantastic like my dream job and then six months later there was an interview process for a junior brand ambassador in Dubai and I went for it thinking you know I'm, I'm from the distillery I've got all this knowledge but I, I don't know I don't know if I'll get it And I was very, very lucky uh, that I was offered the opportunity, came to the bright lights uh, of Dubai from Speyside, which I'm sure you'll know Kelly is from a small town to a huge city, Uh, very skinny. Yeah. And uh, I've just worked my way through roles such as brand ambassador, then a regional role, and now brand education manager of Middle East, Africa and India. Wow, well, congratulations on the promotion and the, the growth within what you've been doing. A question, did you actually like whiskey? Like, who at 18 actually really likes whiskey? Is it something that you genuinely did or you grew up on or, or what happened? Yeah, so I did grow up in my, the Macallan in the area that I'm from in Speyside is really seen as the, the kind of creme de la creme of whiskey, of single malt. And I still remember my dad would only bring the Macallan out, you know, very special occasions, you know, christenings, birthdays, weddings. So <laughs> it was always Sounds in my familiar. head. But it does, doesn't it? Most dads, most grandparents will always have a bottle of the Macallan somewhere for these special occasions. So I really grew up knowing that the Macallan was such a special brand for everybody around the world. 
So that's what really, you know, and I think my very first dram of whiskey, I'm very lucky to say, was the Macallan uh, on my 18th birthday. So I was really lucky. And obviously, I I love whiskey. I don't think in the job that we do as, as brand educators, you couldn't share your passion if you don't love what you're doing. Yeah. So do you drink it at home then? Or is it just, do you keep that at work? No, I do. I do drink whiskey uh, a lot at home. It's it's one of my favourites. But I think a lot of people have this misconception of you can only drink whiskey neat. Um, and it's not at all. I really enjoy, you know, my Macallans within cocktails, lots of different, you know, ways of enjoying different serves with it. Um, so one of the most recent events we were at was the, it was the 100 collection. Yes, the Red Collection. And it was a not like a, for celebrating a certain amount of years as well. Was that? Yeah, so we, yeah, we're actually very, very close to celebrating our 200th year with wow, the Macallan. Okay. Uh, so we've, we've been a very long established uh, single malt whiskey. So it's a very special time for us. And I hadn't had a whiskey cocktail. And there was one that was made that night that I actually really like because my dad I've been brought up my dad going you don't dilute it you never dilute a good dram you never do that but the one that we had um at the event was so nice yes so that was the sour because I remember me and you spoke about this and we were like this cocktail's fantastic and I think people don't realize you know single malt whiskey is so eclectic and you can do so many different things with it And I think, like we were saying, you know, everybody sees whiskey as a very male-dominated industry, but there's such a trend now coming through. Females are really coming through in the whiskey industry, and it's fantastic to see because we're now understanding that, yes, I love my whiskey neat, but Mm. people have different tastes and people, you know, consume in different ways. And it's finding those areas that you can really, you know, intertwine and people can understand your product. So it's fantastic to see so many women coming through. What what have been some of the challenges in that space of going, do you know what, is quite male dominated? Like what have been some of the challenges you've, uh, you've faced and how have you overcome them? Yeah, I think, you know, obviously... As females, we, we face challenges in any industry that we're in, but definitely in the whiskey industry especially, it has always, you know, was seen as a very male-dominated industry. So I think for me, one of the biggest challenges, especially coming to the Middle East as well and being, you know, a female, I was very young. People, I think, don't think that I have the knowledge base of yeah. what I do. Uh, so it's always the, you're only at the time, you're 24. How, how would you know? How would you mm-hmm. know these things? You go, because I'm passionate and I want to learn and I'm curious. Uh, yeah. So there's been a lot of that kind of misconception of my age, not only being a female um, yeah, yeah. in the industry as well, which was, was challenging, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And, you know, sort of moving on from that, what is it? What do you think that you've brought differently being a female into this space then? I think in the Macallan, we do have a lot of female brand ambassadors now, which I absolutely love. I think it's completely changing that perception. And because you've been to a few of my events, Kelly, as well, I'm very outgoing and very bubbly. And some people go, this is new. This is interesting. This is something different. And it piques interest. And I think that's what I've brought to the table is I'm a stereotypical Scottish girl. I work in whiskey. I'm obviously, you know, very Scottish to my roots, but I think I bring that element of authenticity, but also 
excitement and something new and it's a fresh take on single malt whiskey which I love. So do you kind of feel then that you've had to develop your own personal brand within the the business because a lot of people think oh building a brand well you're working for a luxury brand but also building your own brand is something you do when you're an entrepreneur or you have your own business but like I've seen your Instagram page I know a lot of people tag you into stuff and I'm using Instagram as one platform have you consciously been developing your personal brand yes a hundred percent so obviously I do represent the brand of the McAllen but I think it's bringing my own personality into that brand so I'm a little bit different in terms of a personal brand yes I very much so have that but I'm working with my personal brand alongside the McAllen which is super special because we're able to take you know the history and the heritage of the McAllen spans for years and it's bringing that perspective into how I see it how do I read that how do I understand the stories and How do I consume the McAllen? So my personal brand, especially in the Middle East, is what people understand as the McAllen through myself. Yeah. So if if someone's listening here now, they're an employee because, you know, they're working for someone else. What kind of tips would you have for them to be developing themselves within the organization so that they create that special relationship? Anything you can share? Yeah, 100%. I think in any large kind of global brand or a luxury brand, you know, find things that resonate with you. Find things that you understand that you can really deep dive and tell your own perspective of that story. So if it's something like you, I don't know, you're working on a project at the moment, is there something within that project that you can really deep dive, you can develop and you can tell it in your own way? through your words, through your photography, through anything, you can create a personal brand through through any means, which I think is so exciting. It's so, yes. so exciting to be able to do that. So just, I think, understanding your overall global brand and the over, overall brand ambition, but also okay. understanding how you can talk about that in your own way. It's just, so how you talk about it, understanding the brand in a sort of a, a global position what kind of what was the first steps that you did to do that did you get some pictures taken or did you was it doing stories or what do you feel what was the first steps that you did yeah so for me obviously with the McAllen there's so much history and heritage and I think I was a young female how did this resonate with me and I think I was so lucky that something that really stood out for me is the Robertson's Trust which is a beautiful charitable um, trust associated with the McAllen and three women founded that a long time ago and for me that was the the kind of acorn for me and I really started to research these women and how powerful they were in a time that was very difficult you know mm. one of them managed the McAllen distillery by herself she was widowed it was fantastic and that inspired me and I went okay, I'm a woman in a male-dominated industry, but actually the history of our brand had three very strong females at the forefront of that. So for me, I deep-dived that story. I started to resonate with the women behind that story. Then I went and I did, obviously, lots of research. Then I started to tell that story through my relevance today. 
So what were the similar things that we'd been through between myself and the Robertson sister? And I built my brand through my own personal kind of interpretation of them. And the visit and what resonated. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Stories are super important. Photography mm-hmm. is really important for building your personal brand and getting your message across. I think especially a lot of the markets that I work in are dark markets. So you have to be really kind of in tune to how you present yourself as well. What are and dark nothing so a dark market is basically, you know, like alcohol, you aren't able to promote alcohol in specific uh, markets. Yeah, so okay. That's where my personal brand comes in really handy because I am promoting myself with the Macallan. So it's mm-hmm. really, really great. So getting the right photography and telling your own story is so mm-hmm. important. So your own stories, photography, do you do much in the way of video content at the moment? Like how's that sort of evolved? Globally through the Macallan, we have our own kind of video content that we use. Um, But I Mm -hmm. think it's all about your caption when you're doing, if it's something, say for example, you're working for a global company, you obviously have your global campaigns and the overall vision. Your caption and the way that you tell that can be you can be your personal brand so always think about the language that you want to use how do you want people to read and resonate with what you're saying so I always Mm -hmm. say always when you write an Instagram caption or any caption just step away from it for 15 minutes go and do something completely different and then come back to it with a fresh pair of eyes as well and just make sure that that content and that caption is you but also very relevant do you so then I take it then you wouldn't post on the day would you always post afterwards then because I've seen you at events and you're busy and you know people are chatting to you and asking you questions so then you make sure that you plan that the next day or whatever yeah yeah so I plan a a lot of my social media I will plan probably I obviously know the events that are coming up I know Mm -hmm. the story that I want to tell but you see me Kelly I don't get a minute to to go and take content or anything like that so I always go early, I get the content that I want to capture beforehand, then the next day, yeah, yeah, always go early, figure out your, if you're doing an event, which is very much the space that I'm in, understand your venue, understand the shots that you want to get, so for example, when I'm doing an event, I have professional photographers there that I'll do a brief for of, this is what I want to get captured, through the video and photography, but I also write my own brief. What do I want to capture? What kind of shots do I want to portray on my social media as well? So not only see it from a professional side of view, but see it from your personal brand point of view as well. So I think always write yourself a brief for what you need to capture. That's a great tip, really good tip. Actually, and at the last event, and I'm going to put the link in because I'm about to buy it actually, um, there was a guy... I can't remember his name, but he had a really cool, um, I want to say it was a light ring, but it wasn't your traditional light ring. Do you remember him on the evening? And he got fabulous shots. And he Mm -hmm. said, I remember, I said, wow, this is like, you know, he said, this is really cool and it's really bright. And he said, and you don't get that like ring feature there as well. And he said, so many of the events that I go to is at nighttime and it's really bad Mm -hmm. lighting. 
So I'm going to put a link for anyone that's um, listening and wants to know what it is. It's really useful. Is there anything else that you take with you at events that kind of help for your content creation that you might want to share? So I literally, after I spoke to Philippe, who was the, is that the guy, it is? The, the light, Philippe, yeah, I went and bought one because I had the ring light and I find I always was doing the same thing. It wasn't the right quality of lighting. So I think invest in the, you know, the equipment that you're using as well. Um, but I also have two phones. So uh-huh. I have two of the same phones. So I like to get the same shot from two different angles at the same time. So I'll always give my phone to somebody else to get a new angle of content for me as well. Because obviously thing. I'll be walking around getting content myself. But as your personal brand, your face does so many wonders for your brand. So even if I'm capturing content of other people drinking, there's always someone capturing natural content of me from behind the scenes. And sometimes I think the more natural the picture, yeah, the more the better. Yeah, you you go to a lot of um, so I've been to two different types of events where it was like the tasting. Well, they've both been tasting, but one was sort of I don't know how would you describe it because one was super like I say luxurious. They're all luxurious, but it was like a sit down dinner and. Like the attention to detail was amazing at the most recent one, the red collection. And then the other one was more like a tasting with chocolate parents. Like that was equally yeah. cool, but very different. Like, what is it? Do you sit down at the start of the year with your brand ambassadors and go, right, this is the kind of events we want to create and this is the kind of experience? Or how does that work? Yeah, so obviously we've got lots of, obviously the McCallum's a global brand, so there's always a global event vision. Um, but I yeah. think it's taking that to different markets and being able to make it work for your market as yeah. well. So we're very lucky with the Harmony Collection, which was a chocolate pairing, that yeah. this was very, uh, very specific to, obviously has to be with chocolate, but the Rocca brothers, Geordie Rocca, who created the chocolate experience, we obviously couldn't have Geordie Rocca, sadly, in market to create this. So we have to adapt all of the time. So we'll take these amazing kind of global visions and then we'll sit together as a group and say, how can we do this, obviously, to the most excellent standard, but make it work for where we are in the world. So we will find amazing bespoke chocolatiers within Dubai, within India, within, you know, Turkey, for example. And we'll make that, you know, really work for our market, but still bringing that global vision to life. But yeah, we plan all the time. So that's quite an interesting point on that, because I think a lot of people have events and then they automatically expect like a seal to come from it, for example. Whereas you've got ambassadors that are out in the market that are talking about the product. It's not about like how many people went out and bought the McAllen after it. So how would you explain to, let's say the business owner's listening right now and it's like, well, I want to do an event, but is it just about continuous brand awareness? Or how do you, because there's got to be a return of investment at some point, but it's really hard to put a direct ROI on PR and branding initiatives. Of course. And I think that's why people see the roles brand ambassadors who sometimes go, but what, what are your ROIs after all of this? Like, what are your sales? For us, it's really about cementing those key messages of the brand, cementing Mm. that craftsmanship, cementing that loyalty with our clients, our consumers, anybody. Because for me, once you build that loyalty and understanding, your advocacy will come. And that's, again, Kelly, why your personal brand is so, so important when it comes to a global brand, because 
the McAllen within our market in Dubai, mm-hmm. for example, is associated with me. Yeah. It's not associated with our, you know, distribution. Where is it going? How much are we selling? People will come to me to learn about the brand and find where it's available. So for me, building that awareness, building that advocacy all comes in stages and your ROI will come. It will always come because you've built that up. Well, I think that's actually, I'm just thinking about businesses now. So maybe it could be an idea for businesses to consider that role of a brand ambassador within a business because I don't think many do. So if someone's sitting here thinking, right, who could I make a brand ambassador? What kind of things would you be looking for? Apart from the fact they've got to be passionate about your product. I mean, you obviously pay your brand ambassadors. They are employees of yeah. the brand. Whereas I think some people try and look, some businesses look for brand ambassadors that are, are just people that are happy to promote their stuff. Advocates, uh, yeah. 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 What would you say? So you, okay, that's a good di- uh, differentiation. You've got an advocate and you've got a brand ambassador. So what would... What would what would you need to look for for a brand ambassador other than being passionate in what they're doing? So for me, it's very much proactivity. Okay. So I, I so we are obviously a global brand ambassador network, but in market, we are there ourselves. So it's all about proactivity. It's being able to go out, find where people are, and I think that's a really important thing for a brand ambassador. Is you're not just looking to build that awareness. You're looking to find out where your people are. Where are they eating? Where are they drinking? Where do they go on a Wednesday night versus a Friday night? When they go to a shop, which shop is it? So it's understanding your client or your customer before even looking at what they're buying. It's where are they? What are they doing? How do they, for example, with the Macallan, how do they consume the Macallan? Where do they drink? Do they prefer cocktails or neat? And it's just allowing you to map where you want to be. So proactivity is so important when you're looking for somebody because they have to have that drive to get out there and do it. Mm -hmm. But also, yes, passion, craftsmanship, but just being, I don't want to say fearless, but being able to get into different groups of people being mm-hmm. able to adapt to situations, being able to talk to anybody in any corner of the world and really be able to talk about the product on a personable level. Yeah, yeah. So, and I guess that comes down to the, the skills of being personable or mm-hmm. you know, the, the ability to be able to speak to people or even speaking in a, a sort of a capacity. And it's one of the pillars actually I talk about in personal branding is speaking. And a lot of people immediately go to, oh, speaking on a stage of 10,000 people. But it's actually doesn't need to be as as, um, as that, being able to speak to people on a one-to-one basis and, and educate them on what it is and, and doing it naturally, I guess, is the, the whole piece of, of that. Of course, it's so, so important. I always say, you know, to a lot of the brand ambassadors, you'll probably find it easier to stand up in front of 1,000 people than you will five. Because there's such a level of intimacy and conversation with a smaller group because they're really engaging in what you say. And I'm not saying that a crowd of 1,000 won't, but you don't get that one-on-one time, which is so, so important. So again, that's where adaptability and personability come very closely hand in hand. What's been one of the best sort of events, initiatives that you've kind of worked on that's had some special touch points? 
Um, so for me, uh, I think a few months ago, we did a launch event called Tales of the Macallan. And this was a very, very special bottle because it originated from um, who we call the one of the first pioneers of the Macallan, Captain John Grant. So this was a fully immersive experience uh, with a 360 degree room rotation of animation and we actually flew in Nicola Benedetti, the famed violinist from Scotland, as she created a musical piece to go alongside this bottle. And for me, again, this is why I talked about my research into the Robertson sisters, because I did the same with Captain John Grant and really understood who he was as a person to do him justice while I was up on stage talking to everyone about it. But almost bringing that history into the present day and being able to share these small stories and my time at the estate and being able to see how it had changed. So that was a, a really, really special uh, launch event for me, very close to home. And then out of that, I guess people that are attending that, it's they're sharing their content of the event and talking about it in a really sort of positive light and that then is just in turn sort of glowing what it is that you want to do and keep talking about it exactly and what I love Kelly is obviously you know um some of our consumers that come to a few events like yourself they see that difference and they see how eclectic we are and you know it's always a new experience when it comes to the Macallan and the style of events that we do which I find amazing because you've been to two of our events now and you've gone, they were so different and so interesting. Yeah. That's what makes me love what I do is seeing how other people react. Ah, I would definitely go as far as saying, though, the attention to detail that you put into what you're doing, it, it's, it, it really shows. Like it really goes, that to me, you know, I've worked with luxury a lot in terms of retail, but actually seeing it delivered in an event from the, you know, like that, that chocolate that was so delicate, the chocolate and the location of where you did, like all of those touch points to the um, event at the edition where, you know, the, the, the different drinks and then you brought out something that wasn't even a special one for, for other people at the end that really knew about Mac yeah. the, the Macallan and then it was a real special touch point for them as well. Yeah. So is that sort of, is that something within the business that you create like wow points or... Um, is that something that you do? Yeah, so a lot of the time we talk about, we want people to have a journey with the Macallan, not just from drinking the liquid, but every single element has to be a journey through the brand. We don't talk about into the brand. We talk about journeying through the brand from start to finish. So like you say, from the minute that you enter into the venue that we're holding the event, you will feel you know, an element of the Macallan and then the next you'll journey into a new maybe era or a new year or a new expression and every detail. I think when you're working for a brand and you're in the event space, you have to understand that people are going to see different things to what you would see at an event. Mm -hmm. Like myself and you, Kelly, we would walk into a space and pick up on completely different aspects depending on our personality might be a specific color that we're drawn to so from the kind of McAllen vision we always think about that that yes we've got consumers but everyone's so different like whiskey every whiskey is different every person's very different in what they'll pick up but what we want is that end experience that journey through the brand for everyone to have that feeling their own personal feeling 
around the Macallan. Mm, love that. So what's next? Anything that you can share with us that's coming up? Uh, so we have quite a lot coming up at the moment. Um, we, as globally, we just launched the 81-year-old called The Reach. So the 81-year-old, the Macallan. So it's one of the oldest Macallans ever released. Um, so we're looking forward to hopefully launching that soon um, in market. But um, lots around all of the different markets around the world. So like I was saying to you, travel is crazy, which is amazing. Because in every corner of the world, there's such a passion for the Macallan, which is great. So, because you were just saying you were just back from Turkey, you're off to Nigeria. Are these Nigeria. new markets that you're working in? Or, like, how, how, yeah, how so you... the Macallan has always had a presence in these markets. But with my role now, I'm very much traveling to, to see these markets, which is really exciting and, and understand them as well. I think as a global brand, we're, you know, a global brand, we are everywhere. But like we talked about early, Kelly, every market's different. There's different, you know, ways of doing things and there's different events and obviously amazing consumers all around the world. So it's for me to go and understand these markets so that I can really assist in, in really bringing the Macallan to life. And then do you have a brand ambassador in each of those destinations as well that kind of knows the market or knows the people in, uh, that are drinking and experiencing that? Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think, you know, the Macallan, we're, it's, it's a phenomenal global brand, but I think we're all such a family as well. There's such a family nice. history with us all and we're all very close because I think when you're passionate about something you find other people that are passionate and we are a family um, of brand ambassadors which globally which is lovely to be a part of. Because you often bring them back to Speyside as well to the distillery and do like amazing events there to educate them the, the, the sort of the story and the piece maybe just share a little bit about that as well. Of course. So obviously I'm from Space. I'd worked at the distillery for, for many years, but you know, some of the brand ambassadors have a huge, you know, admiration and love for the Macallan, but I feel like you can't fully absorb the Macallan until you've been there and you've seen the process and you've seen how much of an obsession with quality we have. And I think it's like anything, Kelly, you know, once you feel it, you touch it, you smell it, it brings it to life and it ignites even more passion. So for me, taking our brand ambassadors to the home of the Macallan, there's nothing that I could educate them on more than being there in person. Kind of feeling it and all the touch points there. Hugely important. I thought it was quite an interesting um, point that one of your colleagues, I can't remember how we got, I think it was something to do with sustainability we were talking about. Mm -hmm. And she brought to my attention a really interesting aspect that um, it's really hard to make, I don't know if it's whiskey or dis the distillery process sustainable because it does a lot of heating up and cooling down and heating up. But it's something that you are very much working towards. Um, maybe share a little bit about that as well. Sure. So obviously in the whiskey industry, there's a lot of machinery that goes into actually making the product as well. Um, but one of the things um, that's obviously created through the process is CO2 emissions, mm -hmm. which is very, very hard to, to be neutral. So our goal is by 2050 to actually be completely carbon neutral. Um, and we've got so many different sustainability aspects that we're really working towards with the Macallan from our estate to the wildlife and nature there 
to you know our water processes to our co2 emissions so sustainability is really at the core of what the McAllen is doing today and that's why our partnership with Bentley Motors actually came into play because Bentley are very much at the forefront of sustainability so that's why we're collaborating and that's one of our key pillars as well so it's really exciting times yeah absolutely so how can people find you they want to maybe know more about you as your personal brand and um, learn a bit ab- about um, the McAllen how you know share your social media handles and then um, we'll, we'll wrap up yes perfect so for me my main point of contact is obviously Instagram and it's at the McAllen Jody. But if you do want to learn anything more about the McAllen, just head to uh, Um And please do sign up to the McAllen Society as well, because it's a fantastic platform where any new news, if it's about a new whiskey or our sustainability goals, you'll always be constantly updated with anything new that's happening with us at the McAllen. Awesome. Well, I am currently in Scotland. I'll be back to Dubai super soon and I look forward to catching up with you and maybe sharing that new cocktail that I learned that I actually really like. I think that's a great plan. (laughs) Take care. It was great to speak to you, Jodie. Thanks, Kelly. Speak soon. Thank you so much for being here today and listening to this episode where you inspired what was one of your key takeaways that you can action. Tag me, tag the guest in Instagram. I love to know what really got you going in this episode. If you want to know more about how you can take your personal brand to the next level, then book in for a call with me. Click the link in my bio, work with Kelly, answer the questions and learn a little bit more about how you can take your brand and business to the next level. We've got a couple of ways that you can work with us, whether it's through our brand new Accelerator Mastermind, which has just been launched to one-to-one and even working with the extended team on your digital assets. If you're looking for branding when it comes to your website, social media graphics, one of the things that we're doing a lot just now is email signatures, just elevating that email with a professional looking signature at the end. We also have some incredible reviews And did you know this week? So this is great because often when this happens when you first start a podcast, but we are over a year in, we are still, Kelly Loomer Podcast is still in the top 100 podcasts on entrepreneurship in the UK and top 15 in the UAE. And that is thanks to you, you that are out there, that are reviewing this, that are listening to it and sharing it with your friends. I appreciate it and I appreciate you. Thank you so much.